DMs. Have you ever felt like banishing a player to the Astral Sea for insisting your rule interpretation was bogus? Players, have you ever felt frustrated that a 19 on a perception check only tells you that there may or may not be something there? Beholders, frustrated that contacts don't come in packs of 11? Then this is the podcast for you. Where we take a hard look at the rules of the game, the reality of the table, and the role of the dice to solve D&D's most heated arguments. This is Raw and Order. Dum dum dum. Halloween soon, Anna. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, I'll tell you that was I, I just had the shit. Were you possessed? Um I, I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possessed by Halloween. Nope. This episode um, comes out like three weeks before Halloween. I, oh, I'm aware, but here's here's my <laughs> dilemma. I've been invited to several Halloween parties, which I think people are just like I know, I know. People are just like, I think they need to have parties. They need to do fun stuff. They need to like get themselves out and whatever because COVID and everyone's been been you know pent up. Um, so I have like several Halloween parties to go to, and I have no idea what I want to do. Okay, like, what I'm, I I'm like really as. jealous of your life. I haven't been invited to any Halloween parties, and I'm going to be my to guest. Dress up. Uh, I'll bring yeah. you. I'll I'll bring you as a guest. I want to um, go dress up in costumes and go to parties. That sounds so okay, fun. Let's, let's do it. Um, let's just crash random people. Let's just walk around walk that around. weekend. And be like, hello, yeah. hi, we're here hey. for the party. Just hello. if you come in costume and with enough confidence, no, you no, no, can no. get in anywhere. One hundred. The Met just Gala. That was just a big costume party. So yeah. Were you there? I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was a Kardashian. You know the one that was like covered in oh. black that you couldn't see. That was actually <gasps> me. that was you. That was actually me. You know, I thought there was something familiar. I'm, I am a Kardashian butt double. So. <laughs> I'm a Kardashian butt double and that my butt is double the size of a single Kardashian. So, um, okay. So I, my goal is I love to do like fun makeup. Like when I dressed as Mm -hmm. that, uh, goblin for Joe's game, uh, last year, I love to do fun makeup. I bust out my drag skills and I I do like fun makeup and everything. Um, I just don't know what I want to be this year. And, uh, I, I, the thing I I hate shaving my beard, so I have to be something with, a with beard. a beard, right? Um, but other than that, it's kind of just. Uh, let me yeah. let me think a spell. Let me think a spell because okay. that that will be really fun to come up with costume ideas for you. Yeah, that are so, beard related. Yeah, and like <laughs> I can do like D and D related stuff. I can just I can be like an elf or something. Um, but uh, I want to just be something that like people would know. Yeah. So I don't a know a famous elf with a beard. Mm-hmm. Buddy from uh, from <laughs> goes Will Ferrell. I'll go as he'll just be Will. Just Ferrell. be Will Ferrell. That'll be perfect. Yeah. I'll be an elf, and it was like diversity is an old wooden ship. <laughs> isn't that a phrase from? What? Isn't that a, something from Anchorman? Diversity is an old ship. I, I haven't know. seen I never that movie Anchorman. in like a decade, so I never saw it because I'm not in the zeitgeist. What? Oh my god! How are you That's this morning? Right. I am. Super tired, but like insanely, are, insanely excited. Oh my god! Like, okay, let's just let's just discuss it. So we I mean, are we're at it's seven thirty. We're recording on a Saturday. Um, in a few hours, we are going to be joined by yeah! none other than the three black halflings. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited! <laughs> and actually, we're recording this um before. Uh, I don't know if Unadi can make it because she has a bunch of stuff going on. But she's like definitely, a celebrity with like things. I know. Like it's, real life. This, like is, this is not real life. Today. But Jeremy and Jasper are definitely coming, and I'm so excited. Um, uh, they've just been so wonderful to talk to already, and um, I can't wait to meet them. And, I know, me too. It's going to be so fun. If for those of you who are listening who haven't listened. So three black halflings, wonderful podcast, all about D and D and tabletop role playing games, and they cover just a huge array of it's topics. It's so varied. Oh my god, yes, I love it. Um, but right now, their live play uh, oh show god. is Outlaws and Obelisks, and it is so fucking good. It's so oh good. my god, yeah, yeah. So go listen to it. Um, how far are you? Did you are you up to the most recent episode, episode? five? Not not the most okay. recent episode. But um, but Unati has arrived. 
And yes, yes, so like, good. Panya, Panya. I was like, Panya. <laughs> I think it's Panya. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She's amazing. All of her characters are always so like all of them i don't know they're just they're just so good but especially this setting that they're in it's super unique um and connie from transplaner the dm for transplaner is on and we're going to talk about this all i'm assuming when they come on when they come on yeah yeah but connie does such a fucking amazing job of being descriptive about their spell casting and and who sure is the character that they play about everything it is so fucking like I'm pictured in my mind like a movie and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so descriptive. And 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 they do like the little sound effects. And yes. everything. I'm like, it's it's both parts like adorable, like because it's like nerdy tabletop person, <laughs> but also like really fucking cool. So Things I that I wouldn't have even thought to spice up. They right. they spice up. Yes. Like they'll yeah, be like, yeah, this yeah. is how I'm going to describe being out of spell slots. I'm like, yes. what? Yeah. Who describes that? That's amazing. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, uh, coronal shift because um, uh, uh, they're a uh, uh, chronergy wizard. Um, uh, uh, so making people re-roll like a clock appears and time mm-hmm. turns back a little bit. Like it's just great. I don't know. Um, so oh, so we're super excited. We hope you're really excited too. Yeah. Just, but, I'm, um, I'm like shaking with excitement. I cannot wait. Till they all get here. Are you shaking can... with excitement or are you shaking because it's 730 and you maybe haven't ingested your full amount of coffee yet? Uh, or you chugged a whole thing of coffee? Six of one, half dozen of the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I wanted to tell you a yes, weird story about Sandy. Well, okay. And it is related oh, to D&D. Oh, mama, spill the tea, yeah. honey. Okay. So she visited me a few weeks ago, and when she's Mm -hmm. here, she's telling me that she recently discovered that her mind works completely different than everybody else's. And I was like, (laughs) I could have told you that, honey. (laughs) But then she's like, so if somebody tells you to, like, imagine standing in a blank room eating an apple, you can do that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm I'm imagining myself in a blank room eating an apple. Right. (gasps) She has this thing oh. where she can only picture what she has already seen. Like she oh can't imagine things that have not. That's a real condition. Yes. That's yeah. like a real thing. Yeah. Okay. She, she doesn't, she lacks the, the mind's eye right. or, or whatever. Right. <gasps> to like picture that which she cannot like That's kind crazy. of fathom in her, you know? And so if somebody tells her, picture yourself in a blank room eating an apple. She can picture a blank room if she's been in a blank room and she can picture an apple because she's seen and eaten an apple, but she can't like put the two together. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. And then I was like, how the fuck are you going to play (laughs) D&D? It is literally 90% theater of the mind. (laughs) Yeah. How will she do it? She's like, I've seen a picture of a dragon. So then I will be able to picture a dragon. But then well, I'm like, it... dragon is the least of my worries. Do you know right. how many weird fucking creatures there are? That <laughs> I that is, yeah. I'm so that's fascinating. And I I imagine. I mean, is it is it the kind of thing where she could like intellectually be like, okay, yeah. like you're describing, and I'm understanding what's going on, even if I can't picture it in my mind. Yes. Right. Yeah. So it's just less. It's just like less fun because it's not like imaginative. Right. To her. Yeah. But like. Oh we, I, I mean, you especially, you take so much care in describing the surroundings, <laughs> in describing the things around you. And I'm like, that's all going to be kind of wasted on her. And that is so upsetting to me <laughs> when oh. I realized I was like, I literally like called her while she was at work. I was like, Sandy, I just thought of this. How will you play d Wait, so <laughs> she's she, like, this, this, <laughs> this, you you discovered this over the weekend when she visited and then only later realized yes. that she's Kip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Earlier this week, in fact. So like weeks after she had told me this thing, I was lying yeah. in bed and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like when you find out someone's colorblind and you're like, yeah. oh, you can't see all the colors. What? And then... But I but could. you can get those glasses. Yeah, I love those videos love where people those put on. Videos. Oh my I god, know. dogs Some of the, seeing yeah. their owners again after a long time, and colorblind mm. people getting glasses are like, and they're like, this is purple. Yeah. <laughs> look at the tree, and I'm like, <laughs> I know trees are beautiful. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I wish Sandy could get imagination glasses, but alas, earwax. I'm like, I... how does she read books? That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> 
I always well, like, picture things vividly in my mind. Yeah, that's the only way I would be able to keep my attention on reading. Because I, as we know, as we've talked you about many times, like. I do not like reading. I listen. Just why can't everything be a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it is. Yeah, right. I guess you, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Matrix Four is coming out. So you know. Oh God. That 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 was a book, but it's Wait, just that Keanu they're making going to be in it. Yeah, the whole oh, cast is in it except fantastic. for the people um, that have died. Uh, is it Lawrence Fish Fishburne who plays? Uh, Morpheus. Is yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's uh, instead Michael Key, which is kind of cool. Like Key from Key and Peele. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow, why did I not know his first name was Michael? Because when you say, <laughs> oh, I think it's Michael, right? Key. I don't know. I never watched Key and Peele, but I know Key and Peele separately. Because yeah. Jordan Peele does all the horror films that I'm See, just going to watch. Pe- yeah, like I knew that guy's first name was Jordan. I did not know the other one's name was Michael. <laughs> Whoops. Well, to Anna, all black people look the same. Oh, that's going to so. be really great when we, yeah, <laughs> in a few hours, <laughs> chit chat with. <laughs> I'm They're so gonna excited. listen to this and think, I, "Oh God, no, he's kidding you." Anna, guys. you're I'm so eight. Sorry. Okay, I'm obviously joking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I okay. We're about to play D and D right now. Yeah. I think we're gonna die because I have one spell slot left. And what? We just took a long rest. Then oh, we got and into then we another immediately combat. Got into an encounter, didn't we? Okay. Yeah, we're so, never getting out of that room. <laughs> I know. Every time we sleep, and then we wake up, and then we're surrounded. <laughs> Hopefully, we've exhausted the unending stream of Duragar that's coming in to bombard <laughs> us. But yeah, those those guys are. <sighs> anyway, all right. Well, you have to think about costume ideas for me. Mm-hmm. I'll think about cost. We should think of joint costumes. <gasps> That'll be fun. I could do your makeup. Ooh. <gasps> oh, my God. That would be so fun. Yes. Paint this canvas. Oh, honey. Honey. <laughs> honey. I will. I mean, snatched for the gods. Yes. So let's go play a little D&D and then. Okay. <laughs> I'm so pumped. I'm, I'm so pumped. So okay. Excited. All right. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's go. Let's go. Oye, oye, oye. The Honorable Chief Justices Joe and Anna and Associate Justices Jasper and Jeremy of the Supreme Court of D&D. All persons having business before this court are admonished to draw near, give their attention, and try to remember that childhood games are not as horrifying as they're portrayed in Squid Game, for the court is now sitting. <laughs> Welcome to Ron Order. Hi! Jasper William Cartwright, Jeremy Cobb. Of three black halflings. Hey! Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you also for these uh, beautiful judge wigs that you've sent us. These yeah, very elaborate these look great. white judge wigs. I've even powdered my bones. face, which is good. So. <laughs> yeah. I figured, you know, we have at least two um, individuals here who are, are, are from or in countries where they actually do wear wigs mm-hmm. from co- in court. So, you know, I just tried to. Yeah, make know, it in keeping. I can't keep yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from yeah. Canada, and so my justices wear like red robes, so they look like just a bunch of Santa Clauses sitting up there. It's super fun. Do they have the beards as well? Or do yeah, they... I was gonna say, do they yeah. wear beards? Uh, the women beards? too. They get like the official. The, <laughs> are the, the beards curly or straight? Like, are they, like what's <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, te- what's the, the texture? Beards, Whatever so. makes them look most like Santa. Sure. So. Are ah. they are they like Santa Clauses, or are they more like handmaidens from the Handmaid's Tale? Because that's sort Ooh. of what I'm. That's it's different. Canada, so it's Santa Claus. But still, okay. Okay. if it was America, it'd be a different story. <laughs> well, so Absolutely. Here's, here's the question: What are these wigs made out of? That's what I'm wondering. Because uh, I can't tell if it's like synthetic or real hair of some kind, or what what creature the hair. It's actually comes my from. hair, Jeremy, dyed white. <laughs> really? Yeah. I got pretty Did you just it took us so long to have Did you, you on just the show? Harvest we had to yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I went away for hair. a couple weeks. That's what my on my vacation. Uh, okay. That's what I was just doing. Growing, just growing. Yeah, taking lots of nutrients to grow as, as much hair as so possible. many nutrients. I'm very sick now. But my hair was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The wigs are just yeah. you know flawless. Uh, I do suggest um, you get checked for lice because there there's a lot of things moving in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me, lice are the least of your worries. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming. I mean, we could literally go on for. I, we have to. I have to pelt you with compliments for a second, just because. Um, Three Black Halflings, such a great, fun show. You guys put out so much content, and I just love having so many episodes of things to listen to every week. Um, especially uh, Jeremy, Paradox Perfect, 
was so much fun mm. and um I, I just enjoyed listening to it so much and especially Unadi's character's voice because she <laughs> could talk like this and the whole time you're like you don't you have, have to have keep to up this. that voice and you she's like yes this. I do <laughs> thank you so I'm much I'm so glad that, that was... stayed in as well like yeah. in the edit because like <laughs> so it, it was good. just it's such a good encapsulation of the show where we're just like yeah it's fine we don't have to do this no we've committed to a bit <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting I can't stop <laughs> pretty sure I've she had my voice recording like the next day for like an actual job like yeah that was oh a bad choice. I think it, I think it, I think it, I think she actually did say like the next day was pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, she did nothing if yeah. not committed. So I'm, I'm so glad you enjoyed it though. That was an absolute blast. We have it more so Paradox fun. Perfect episodes planned down the road. Mm, so it's well, that's point. an exclusive for Aurora Order right there. So. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. And we I'm literally are in the first time. I want to play this. Yes, time. we're. Li- I'm literally in the process of gathering guests for the next install. Awesome. So. Yeah, and it's a big guests as well. Like I don't want to like. Yeah, you know, oh, I, don't yeah. Wanna... I won't say who, but, but we have some. Pretty I'm, big I, when Jeremy was like, "Hey, you want to play with this, these people?" I was like, "Damn, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sweet." <laughs> that's well, that's awesome. I'm super excited because that's also a super fun game system. I enjoyed like learning mm-hmm. about it. Um, but uh, of course, how could I not state Outlaws and Obelisks? Oh my god, you guys, it's fucking great i mean it is seriously um all of you um uh, are are doing so phenomenally and it's so much fun to listen to and you guys just had emily axford on what yeah crazy yeah Yeah. that that was kind of surreal like yeah and like i and i think we can give the i mean i think we kind of have already indicated that she's going to be here for more than like an episode yeah yeah but i uh, think we could just say she's here we could just say she's here for the whole whole rest of the season yeah uh are you fucking serious yeah Yeah. Yeah, Literally, yeah. we brought her in for what was supposed to be two episodes, but then basically her character gelled so well with the party. Yeah, and it was there so wasn't seamless. like there was no like w- organic way to get her character to have to leave. If you listen so, to it, like what sure. the, to the end of the next episode, and then imagine that Lula just disappeared, like you kind of right, get a sense. Exactly. It'd be super weird. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It makes no sense. And then eventually, like we were like, okay, come back for one more, and then we did the one more, and then we're like, one more. Yeah, but also you still like you gotta. <laughs> yeah. You just want to stay. <laughs> Yeah. Was like yeah okay yeah. so we had it was great that's season. amazing i am yeah. seriously so enjoying that one though so fantastic she's, she's incredible loving the story I, oh thank you really really well done it, i mean everyone you. i mean and a shout out to connie mm. oh uh, my connie's gosh. description yeah. of what who sure does is so i'm so jealous i'm so yeah. every time so awesome. who sure busts on the out i'm like oh that's so cool yeah so, like <laughs> i thought i, were, I thought it's i was coming so in to be the badass character and i just i'm just like a solid <laughs> fourth or fifth on this list <laughs> like behind you guys because you're just br- absolutely bringing it like yeah the, so like good. immediately from the moment connie started describing what Hoosier oh. was doing and what they looked like. I was like, you gotta be kidding me here. This yeah. is... <laughs> This is sick. I can just uh, imagine like the dust swirling round and ev- like everything yeah. that Husha yeah. was doing. It was just like this is so epic. So, um, but I'm so glad you're enjoying it because I feel like it's been it's been real fun for me and Jeremy because we've been kind of working on this for like a, a little while. We've had this, you know, Jeremy brought this idea up for like a little while ago, and we've been thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And it's very strange mm. to now like have it out in the world and for people to be. And we recorded a lot of this stuff like a little while ago as well. Like, mm-hmm. so it's sure. very, it's very, very cool for people to now be like interacting with it and talking about it and, you know, hearing what people are, are, are vibing with and stuff. It's, it's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. In fact, I think we recorded even up through the episodes with the first couple episodes with Emily before the first episode even got released yeah yeah yeah. so yeah 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 and of course the music i assume johnny writes all of it um Uh, he writes the character themes all the character themes and stuff yeah he wrote the character themes and the show theme Mm. phenomenal johnny like so good um so which by the way if you want to get hold of that you can do it uh on our our tip jar on our merch store yes like if you don't like a pound or like a dollar you can get like all of the the music which is very very cool um uh i was talking to a friend of mine last night and we both agreed this is just legitimately really good music oh it's incredibly good music. it's not even it was just like (laughs) this is really quality i i Uh, i I will i'm not exaggerating when i say that i have been looking to collaborate with johnny since the second i met this man like he was so amazing immediately talented when i first met him which was many years ago and i was like i have to work with you and i kept on trying to come up with cockamamie ideas of short films and god knows what else and be like can you just write some music just so i've got an idea and like now i'm actually i can pay him and i can and it's it's so great like it's uh, like everything that he makes is just like 
yeah mind-blowing like yeah when i first heard like the three black halflings theme for instance i was just like oh my yeah. god it was yeah the smile so on fun. my face so is huge it was absolutely huge so yeah, yeah. very. he kills it every single time he really does he really does and the level of research and detail mm. as well like synthesizing that was i think one of the things that blew me away the most is that each theme has a mixture of what like the person because the, the cast members were allowed to ask for things and suggest specific Ooh. things for their characters uh and each one has a mixture of what they're suggesting plus western elements if those weren't already present plus north african elements uh all melded together mm -hmm. in a way that really feels seamless like it doesn't feel like they're okay yeah. here's the western part here's the north african part and here's the other part right. like it, yeah. it's, even, it's yeah. all part all it's all even together. in the main theme how he transitions from like that that sort of like main theme and then it goes into that sort of like drum beat and it's like it's just so well done yeah. so right. shout out to johnny yeah, yes and massive. listeners go buy the and we'll go visit the three black halflings store because you guys have merch, merch now. Yeah, yeah. We have wild what a wild thing that happened uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh i still kind of can't believe that that's a thing and i know i will cry the second i receive a little box on my doorstep and i'll be like oh my god that's it <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the stuff <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and I actually have to take my uh, my wig off to uh, Jasper and Jade because they were the ones who really took the lead on designing uh, the merch. Uh, and so, like, me and Nudati would occasionally get, like, images of, like, so what do you guys think for this potential logo or this image? And we were like, oh, wow, it looks great. And then eventually it was like, here's, here's all this merch. And it was like, oh, dang. We got all, yes, there's a whole bunch of designs in here. This is amazing. Uh, and I, yeah, it's real quality stuff. Yeah, I have to say, really you guys cool. did a great job. It's really, really cool. Awesome. So, yeah. That is awesome. So, well, Anna? Yeah. yeah. Should we get, should we get going on our this? case today? Yeah, Let's my gavel it. is right. ready. The court yeah, yeah, will yeah. hear one case today. It is DM v. Conjured Creature Spell Effects. Ooh. So if a creature summoned through a creature conjuring spell, such as conjure animals, uses an attack or ability that can persist for several rounds, and the player who casts the spell loses concentration on the animals, does the conjured creature's persistent effect also end when the creature disappears? So as an example... If somebody casts or conjures giant spiders and they use their web attack to restrain a creature, does the web effect end when the giant spider disappears? And we actually had this come up at our yes. table in one of our games. So huh. that is yeah. what presented this question to us. Yeah. So well, why don't we turn to our, our guests first? Yeah. What was well, so, so our druid, yeah, yeah. Our dru let me tell, give the scenario. So our druid, Tyler, um, uh, cast uh, conjure animals. He conjured two giant spiders. Giant spider restrains a very big boss of mine who kept rolling big bad crappy boss. checks to get out of his restraints. I feel you so hard right now, Joe. Yeah, yes. you hate to see um, that. Uh, and uh, uh, eventually he lost concentration. Spiders went away. The web remained. and Or or does it remain? I guess mm. the question. I allowed it to remain, yes. I think. Yeah, okay. our DM was okay. uh, kind enough I was to let the web benevolent. remain. Mm. Yes. I but should it remain? Sure. I feel like I have a very strong opinion on this, so I'm happy to throw to Jeremy first. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a. I, I think for me, this is a case by case basis. I don't think that you can definitively say for all animals or all creatures that is, uh, this is what it should be. But here's what I would say: if the if the effect in question is being maintained by the creature's concentration, such as the famous conjure woodland beings pixie mm -hmm. trick. Uh, yep. where they're polymorphing whatever, or say it's one of the conjure spells. I think a conjure fiend, you can cause uh, the fiend, or uh, you can cause, it's a fiendish spirit, I think, conjure fiendish spirit or something like that. You can cause opponents to become afraid of the fiend. Uh, that, now, that doesn't require concentration, but it does kind of depend on them being, being afraid of the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think if, if those... Uh, are dispelled. I think those effects should end because the the pixies should not be able to continue somebody transformed into a uh, keeping somebody transformed into a T Rex if they're no longer on this plane of existence or mm. if they're no longer nearby. Um, uh, however, if it's a physical effect, as in the case of a web, unless you are deliberately flavoring it as these are all spectral beings, this is all like mystical energy stuff. So the web isn't real web. It's just like con it's basically this thing has shown up. It's a spirit that has shown up and assumed the form of this thing and is producing magic that imitates a web. Uh, then 
I mean, which is technically the description for right. uh, conjure animals. <laughs> it depends on whether you want it to be like animorphs, where it's like, oh, no, these are they're turned into the animals and they made the real effect. Or if it's like energy, I would rule that, the, yeah, they made the real, they, they turned into the animals. They're animorphs. These are face spirit animorphs who turned into the spider and left the webs. The spirit's gone, but the web remains. That's what I would say. Hmm. Hmm. I would say nothing of the spider. It, uh, conjure animals, I think, is the very if it, we, using that one as a very particular thing. So I think it, again, it can work on a case by case in terms of the language of the spell. Like that's what I would right. look at. And like for me, conjure animals, I think that web should be out of there. Yes, that's what Thank I think. Thank you. <laughs> because, Come on, man. Because it literally says you summon fae spirits, which take the yes. form of this creature, mm. right? Like, yes. that means that everything that comes from them in that form is, like, effectively non... Like, it's, 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 right. it's magical, right? And, and then when that, yeah. when that concentration is lost, like any other concentration-type uh, spell, all of the effects of that spell are gone. You don't get any, like, lingering effects of that concentration spell. Now, if it is, like, a summon... You know, like, it's like a fiend or something like that, where, like, it literally says, like, A, the fiend can continue... Like, it can right. stick around for a couple rounds after you lose concentration, you just can't control it, or, like, or even if it's, like, something actually physical that is there, then I would 100% say, like, if it was, like, cool spider, right? right. So, like, you, like, put out a call and you have, like, a 50% chance of summoning a genuinely real spider, like giant spider that happened to be within 200 feet. I, I, this, yeah. is this is a ludicrous spell, and I don't make this. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm imagining next this edition. Spell... <laughs> well, there's the giant insects one, right? And this is my hope for 5.5, everyone. Right? <laughs> I'm imagining call lightning, but instead of lightning, it's just spiders. Spiders giant down. spiders down the sky appear. Yeah. Conjure spiders. Conjure, Conjure spider swarm or something like Conjure that. Conjure spider swarm. That's exactly what I want. But yeah, that's I think where I land on this is the like, if the spell says that this is like a very physical uh, thing that is in the mm -hmm. space with you, then a hundred percent whatever effect is caused by that has to stick around. Right. Um, but I think if the way that this is described for me. And trust me, I'm normally always on the player's side. So like I'd be like okay, put it this way. I'm I'm the kind of DM if I have to like make a ruling, that's my ruling. But like I will preface this by saying I'm the kind of DM where like if my players come up with enough shenanigans to kind of explain it, right. then I'm like I'll probably usually let it happen because I, I like I always try to lean on like the rule of cool type thing. But I probably would also be like, okay, fine, but like you can get caught in these webs, except should there be like some sort of, you know, give and take type type thing um but i think if i had to make a ruling in terms of conjure animals specifically then yes. i rule uh against the players you that web should be out of there the big boss should be out there smacking on you that's what i, should I have i have a complication though to throw into this oh please because do. if we're going to say that they're purely fey i don't think that that is supported by the language of the spell mm. because it says each beast is also considered fey which it doesn't say each beast is considered fey it says is also considered oh. fey as in they are both and it does say it doesn't say each creature it says each beast is also considered fey so what you're saying that they is effectively are, like the fey is almost like wild shaping into yeah this thing. they have turned into the creature uh they they hmm. uh yeah, and it disappears when it drops to zero hit points or when the spell ends. But it says, is also considered Fae, which I think is a, an indication, unless there has been some Jeremy Crawford ruling, seems to me to be an indication that it's both Beast and Fae. It's similar to how, like, the Dampier, I think, or uh, I think Dampier in its, like, yeah. UA form was humanoid and undead. Hmm. Uh, and oh. then it just became just a uh, humanoid, I think. Yeah, because they suddenly realized that actually making them undead means you have so many disadvantages against yeah, so many it, different types of enemies. It's got a lot <laughs> like of any radiant damage or whatever. So, like, oh dear, this is bad. <laughs> um, oh, I'm a cleric. Turn undead. Great. Hmm. Bye. Bye. I'm out. <laughs> um, I, yes, I agree, but I still think for a third level spell to have concentration that you lose and then still feel the effects of, like, it just makes like spiders. Like so, much, like there's no reason that you wouldn't then pick spiders, because they but you don't get to pick spiders though. The GM has the creature's statistics. 
it, because of the Conjure Woodland, I mean, you can rule it however you want to at your table, but basically they had to uh, errata a lot of these spells because people used to always just spam pixies with the Conjure Woodland beings. So they said, okay, cool. It should be the GM's choice of what for what creatures. And that's oh, what the phrase, that's the, the case, GM has the creature then, statistics. Yeah, fine. I'm just never giving my players a spider. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, as benevolent of a DM as I am, obviously, I, I let my players pick usually. But when this came up, I was like, crap, like, this is going to cause me a lot of problems. Because even, uh, uh, I mean, like, a less severe example, because it, it wouldn't last beyond concentration, giant uh, snakes can, if they attack, they automatically restrain a creature of any size. What? So if you have a dragon, Jeez. because they're they're a huge creature, and so two sizes above them would be like gargantuan or whatever, can they can still restrain them? So if you conjure those two snakes and one of them hits, they automatically restrain like an ancient dragon or something. <laughs> that means that it has disadvantage on attacks and all attacks against it have advantage. Whoa! Listen, whoa! I think Listen, it's gonna break. If powerful. it's an ancient dragon, though, here's what I think what we <laughs> yeah. have to keep in mind: yeah. these DCs are real low. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you right, got unlucky right. with the spider thing, but let's be realistic. Right. This was a DC twelve to escape. <laughs> like that's yeah, most, Imagine that's not the hard. ancient dragon failing round on round. To yeah, get how... out of this spider web or out from the clutches of the, the way giant Joe snake. rolls, though, it could happen. This is true. It well, could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think at that point you just gotta burn a legendary resistance or whatever, and like decide you succeed <laughs> yeah, yeah, on this just save get out. to try and get out. Um, what a what a pitiful thing <laughs> to use. What if your yeah. ancient dragon's Sad legendary resistance is on? That is That's a shame. hilarious though. That is a shame. You just start. You keep spamming constrictor snakes yeah. to keep just pitting down the right? dragon, but it still has to hit. Is the other thing true? It right. only gets a plus four to hit, so you have to be rolling like a monster a yeah, to keep yeah, yeah keep hitting time. this dragon over and over. Yeah. So Anna, so Anna, as the player who was at the table when this happened, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I mean, if you guys listen to this show, you will know that I am <laughs> famously always, always ruling with the players on this one <laughs> because I have never DM'd. And so I make crazy rulings about what I would allow as a DM, mm. knowing that they will never come to bite me in the ass. Uh, unless, until you start until, DMing. Until one day yeah. I DM and then all of them will come to bite me in the ass. All at once. So in like one I'm not going to change happen. my MO here. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, these things totally stick around. All right. It's a web. <laughs> it lasts. Not only We're does the web stick go. around. <laughs> the spiders stick around. Yeah, yeah everybody sticks around. Uh-huh. You can choose to keep the Did you tri- not try know this was actually called Animal? Yeah. <laughs> <They> just, <laughs> it's misnamed. All the spiders from everywhere come out. We're all good. But yeah, I, I, I actually agree in my reading of this. I was like, I understand that they are fae spirits, but the, the what they release as a spider is a physical thing that acts as a restraint and I don't think that that disappears when the creature disappears so my ruling and I will be the dissenter here I think but my ruling is in favor of the players maybe not I'm I, with we you we might have a we see we haven't given a split court okay oh, so yeah Perhaps unsurprisingly, yeah. Jasper, I, mean, I 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the, if I, you see, it's, it's, it's funny because I feel like I was just thinking to myself, okay, right, let's imagine that the spider had some sort of poisonous ability. Then, like, would I stop? I, yeah, that's what I'm the thinking. Here's the thing. Yeah, would so the poison giant centipede? You can get a, feel... I was just looking. There's but, the giant centipede. But this is the, the giant... thing. It's still concentration. That is the thing that I keep coming back to. As much as I but think, the creatures yes, go away. It, it's just the fact that it's concentration, and by the rules of like every other concentration spell, you lose the effects. Like you lose the good stuff. Well, that's the whole point right. of breaking concentration, right? Like, it, and I. So I think. Do you lose the effect of the effect though? Right. Because that's what this is. Yeah, you're not summoning a web. You're not summoning a web. No, you don't lose the damage. Right. You don't lose the damage in yes, that part of the You lose the damage. You're going to get healed from whatever the spider. <laughs> 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 but like the giant, the giant centipede to that, uh, the giant centipede, which you can summon. Uh, if uh, if y- the poison damage reduces a target to zero hit points, then it's stable but poisoned for one hour even after regaining hit points and is paralyzed while poisoned in this way. Now, the centipede does not have to maintain concentration. You just right. got injected with centipede venom mm. that now causes you to be poisoned. It's a paralytic, I guess, neurotoxin uh, that, that uh, locks you up. Mm. Now, are we saying that the centipede is maintaining concentration uh, to make sure that the the enzymes in its venom okay. are acting jeremy here you go here's here is the thing right 
the the spider has web inside it. Why doesn't that web then just plop on the floor after the spider disappears like it's dropping loot? <laughs> it does if the there spider was in the process of shooting it out. <laughs> no, right. no, no, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. If you cast a spider, it takes its inside goop with it, if but you... the outside goop is outside. Yeah, the outside no, goop is separate no, from the spider. No, now. no, yes, no, no. The spider is no longer what? connected to the goop. <laughs> You're entrenching me further in my position. I was right on the cusp of coming over to the player's side, but I refuse now because of this absolutely ludic- lunacy. <laughs> oh, this is this is absolutely ba- uh, based in real reality. We are. Yes. If, yeah. a, if a spider We're, leaves a web, Jeremy how and many, I are on the side of yeah, science here. How right? many how many abandoned spider webs have you found in your day? The spider long gone, possibly dead. And how many of those spiders were actually fake creatures? <laughs> we will but, never know. We That's never know. The we the, will never know. I choose to believe. I don't Why don't you open up your mind a little bit, I don't, folks? I don't. <laughs> I'm not, I don't live in theater of the mind just when I play D&D, okay? It's 24-7 Every job up here. It <laughs> is a, Jeremy, if, it is a if Midsummer you, Night's Dream all year long. If you were an attorney, right? I mean, you're making such a persuasive argument. If this were court on a serious issue, I would totally agree with you. Yeah, but guess I, think so. it's, I think so. It's D&D I, Supreme I Court. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what all these stupid judges do in real life. No offense. A little offense. Yeah, yeah. And... Yeah. Judicial activism. This spell is too powerful. (laughs) I like, I, if you think about it, so you can summon four giant owls. Each giant owl, when it hits, does, uh, uh, 2d6 plus 1 damage which if all four and they have fly by so they don't provoke opportunity attacks attacks. Mm -hmm. so they can fly right by a creature every round assuming you have like a druid who has warcaster or just is maintaining concentration that's like a fireball without the opportunity to save from it on a single creature up to 10 rounds or an hour if you're doing multiple combats conjure animals last like an Mm. hour that is so much damage for a third level spell compared to like sending or something like (laughs) And right? then like to have the like... effects linger after the spell, <laughs> even after but you've I, lost concentration. I think it's necessary to note it's a plus three to hit. This is true. Absolutely. It is a plus three to hit with that attack. So still... the odds of all of them hitting on a turn are pretty low unless the the, the creature in question has a really high or really, really low AC. Because mm. a plus three to hit, goblins have a higher plus to hit than that. But if you right. have two druids and one summon spiders and restrain the creature, yeah. and then the four owls attack. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there we See, go. Suddenly, suddenly we're starting to have the spiders and the owls now, have begun working together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're giving the players ideas. We need to stop. We need to stop. <laughs> Damn it's it! It's a whole. It's all a conjure druid party. That's all it is. Everybody's I just conjuring stuff the whole time. Joe is so concerned. He's like, "This is so overpowered." Imagine with me, if you will. <laughs> come on, me. Come, come with me on this journey. <laughs> I happen to have a campaign with two druids in it. So I'm just screwing oh, myself. Oh no! Yeah, that's and then bad. people start riding the owls. Like you have, you have oh, some yes. of the characters riding owls and attacking as the owl Why lands. Why don't more people ride owls? Listen, this is my question. I'm just going to cast meteor swarm on every party in every combat from now on. <laughs> oh, this this dire wolf you found has meteor swarm. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, it's, it's okay. a concentration spell in which they all, <laughs> meteor swarms will happen every round. <laughs> the meteors just like stay in the ground and keep exploding. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Endless, Absolutely. It's Even an endless the meteor shower. <laughs> oh my God. Well, okay. So I think I am ruling in favor of... Um, in favor of the DM here, that the spell effects do not last. Jasper, Justice Jasper, I think you're. I am ruling with in me favor of the DM. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, Justice is Jeremy and Anna. I believe you two are dissenting or not dissenting. Yes. We have We're a plurality. This is plurality. Good. That's right. Plurality. Yeah. So, who's, who's the plaintiff in this case? The the druid who I. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I side so, with the plaintiff. I find with mm-hmm. the, in favor of the plaintiff. Mm. So what happens in this scenario? We have a split court. Um, the case just stays as it is, and it goes back down to the prior ruling, which is I let my druid use it at the time. Yes, but, but prior ruling. But <laughs> but then I messaged him after and was like, "We need to nerf this spell a little bit." So here's what's going to happen. <laughs> and I basically told him, 
these spell these effects are not going to last mm. because we need some. This I spell think needs to I would be, be I would be better. willing, uh, given I you know I have respect for my fellow justices, and I wouldn't want to uh, completely uh, clog up the court with this split decision. <laughs> I would be willing to rule in favor of like a three rounds after lost concentration or two rounds after mm. lost concentration because that feels like a pretty fair compromise in which like okay you get a couple extra rounds with whatever the effect is but after that it's gonna like lose its potency the fey magic that summoned it in the first place kind of you know eventually does dissipate i'll say it corrodes like quicker than perhaps a normal spider web would or normal poison in the bo- body would right i think mm. the outside gloop so. just disappears more slowly than mm. the inside group. yeah yeah and hey yeah. look even f- f- for flavor we'll keep the carapace of the spider on the battlefield for two more rounds as well you know what i mean just so it's uh, it's real nice and clear just for decomposing everyone. spider body yeah like, re- but like real field. rapid like real like you look at it and it makes you feel physically sick and uncomfortable because it's just decomposing yeah. in front of you well the fake creature is like you can see its spirit breaking out it's in pain for three rounds as it's like tortured body is taken back to the fake whilst i as the dm That's... just scream like ah die when they when they are when they're reduced to zero hit points that's something that's never actually addressed are we summoning people to die on our behalf oh my god right I now think, i think yeah. they just disappear and go back, back to, to the, the fey wild i think how do they how feel inconvenient pain? how inconvenient for that fey like poof what you want me to be a uh, sp- okay fine spider and then turn into a spider then they have to get beat up and then go back to cooking right. dinner for their mm-hmm. children do you know what i mean like <laughs> like what i was reading a book yeah i was like, like watching a on. movie here. is it like it's like jury duty <laughs> yeah. that's what it feels like there you get served ah, uh no. you're served notice and it's like oh I'm no i'm not even getting not again. lunch what the heck I'm yeah gonna there's one a of my whole players like one of my players is gonna cast it and they're just gonna get like a mental message um i'm sorry we're really busy right now <laughs> so we can't we can't actually come help you in combat <laughs> we're sending an actual spider <laughs> and then and an then a hundred percent the spider web can stick around because they've sent an actual spider <laughs> yeah but it's also like it, the spider is not it has not been informed that it needs to be your ally it's just here it's just they've there. sent an actual it's giant spider around. to the battlefield <laughs> that's completely bewildered it was like living its own life and now it's like panicking attacking <laughs> everything in sight well i think we've reached some sort of decision i will join justice jasper in in being um overly generous and benevolent and to players and and to my fellow justices and i will say it's definitely dm discretion that's our golden rule right it's definitely not unreasonable to put some sort of restriction um including one that allows it to stick around for another round or two so yeah i will say that is our ruling ruling for ruling of a split court but sort of in favor of the players I was genuinely so unreasonably hyped when I saw you had an actual gavel. <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I, I really did get quite excited. Like, uh, Do you uh, have the little circular thing as well? Oh, I don't yeah. Even know what that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it yes. is. Yeah, it's the little wood circular thing. wooden block. The gavel block. block. Gavel block. Yeah, yeah um, your gavel block. The uh, the web to the spider, if you will. <laughs> right. All right. Well, um, take off your Jasper wigs uh, and your robes. Uh, yes. Because it's now time for chamber chat. Ooh. Oh, just boy. Just sit back in our chambers and chit chat. We're changing out of our robes. Mm. Just talking about like what we have planned for the rest of the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a little spiciness yep. between me and Jeremy because we're as justices, we're usually on the same page and we weren't today. <laughs> and, it feel, and it feels wrong. <laughs> It, I'm really glad it happened here. Just I start looking. <laughs> I'm thinking fun. of trying to get Jasper transferred to another court. Uh, just being like, I think this. We're the I, Supreme Court, right? The, the what last, other court? Yeah, it's the Galactic field, Court, obviously. Field like offers from court. other nations. Be like, look, he's really, he's got an incredible track record. He'd be. This is a steal. You gotta get this guy. <laughs> a steal. Am I getting transferred? <laughs> yeah, we, I'm trying to trade. Yeah, it's trying to trade going you for on some here. other. It's like a baseball trade. Uh, oh like, oh, this is an incredibly high value justice. Yeah. You, you, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need at least three or four justices. Make little a, justice cards. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got it. Look well, at his stats. Uh, but yeah, that's so good. In our in our chamber chat today, mm. we're gonna talk about uh, Wizards of the Coast recently announced that D and D Edition 5.5 will be arriving in 2024. And so we wanted to know what are your expectations? What are your what's on your wish list? What are your thoughts? Yeah. 
This is a good one. I've actually, we were like talking like, hey, we should probably talk about this on the show. And I'm kind of glad that I've like, I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I actually get a place to, where I can start to think through some of these thoughts. This is good. Because <laughs> uh, I think for me, um, there is, I think what I would actually quite like is I would like a um, a light version of like the rules, like a, uh, like a kind of a beginner's guide, like a very, like a slightly simplified version, uh, a definitely a simplified version of combat, just because I think that there's a few people that I play with who we have great fun, um, but they're just not as into the combat mechanic. And I just think it'd be really fun if wizards could devise like a very like official way of like doing a like combat light, you know, like that it's going to last like a maximum of like two or three rounds or something. And we kind of find a narrative resolve. Something that like that could be kind of fun um and and i think generally i just want to see more expansions into different places like that's kind of the, the one of the biggest ones i think is just i want to see uh you know places that resemble like Bugadu or utarum or you know uh and just see a bit more sort of variation and flavor in that respect um but uh but yeah i'm sure i'll think of some more things when you guys start talking but that's <laughs> i think that's i think that's my initial thoughts uh, what about you guys yeah Jeremy, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I think they're they're gonna. One thing that we're seeing is they have. We're gonna see a continuation of this lineage thing mm. uh, that they've been exploring, and I think that that's there's a good chance that it will eventually expand to include even the pre-established races. I don't know if you all saw it, but they just released another set of UA. Um, yes. uh, I guess lineages. They're mm. now they're now they're basically I guess they're technically races, but they're ba they're lineages. Uh, in how I think they work in terms of the ability score increases. Um, they do not like uh, uh, it's called Travelers of the Multiverse. And the first thing that they list under creating your character is ability score increases. And it says, uh, when determining your character's ability scores, increase one of those scores by two and increase a different score by one or increase three different scores by one. Follow this rule regardless of the method you use to determine the scores, such as rolling or point by. So basically, there are no racial ability score increases except for the ones that you choose now. Mm. And the same is true of the languages. They say your character can speak, read, and write common in one other language that you and your DM agree is appropriate for the character. Uh, the creature type, they they uh, they actually get a lot more varied with this one. Um, with the, like, the Astro... Oh, yeah. Which one is it? The... Plasmoid, uh, uh, traits? Is that the one you were looking at? The... Um, yeah, well, the Autonome traits is... Uh, the Autonome is a construct. It's not even a humanoid. And Plasmoid is an ooze, an yeah. Ooze, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they've actually brought back a, one of their old school races, the Hadazi, which I think was in... Uh, I know it was in 3.5, and I don't know if it was... It's a, it basically, basically monkey people. And they've brought them back for this edition. So I'm guessing what we're going to see is them uh, continuing to... Uh, oh, and also the three Kreen. Uh, you can be... Uh, you are a monstrosity for this one. Damn. Um, and wow. I, yeah, I think we're going to see a wider range of uh, races and then more and a move away from prescriptive uh rather than like descriptive character stuff and you get then get to pick most of the specifics mm. uh, i also wanted to throw out the gif or jif the hippo people from yeah. this are yeah. the silliest race description i've ever heard because this this is the specific line the gif are split into two camps concerning how their name is pronounced oh my god half <laughs> say, is, it, say it is with a hard g half with a soft g disagreements <laughs> over the correct pronunciation often blossom into hard feelings loud arguments and headbutting contests did they just, but rarely escalate beyond that did they just go is that real did they just sit yeah. around in a room and go hey guys we should have a race that's a personification of twitter <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly Wait, let me see there's I'm another see race it where like chat. it's unclear if they're blue and gold and black or like white and gold yes yeah and they're yeah. called the like duress the, <laughs> the exactly wow uh, this is awesome I, yeah i mean like it would be great well I, I think they mentioned in a supplement that's coming out in early 2022 they're adding like 30 new races 
or something like that. Whoa. Oh, I hadn't yeah. heard that. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. And like, it's like their third book because they're doing all these books and making like a shitload of money, which is awesome. But um, uh, I think they're adding like 30 new races and a bunch of alternate game rules before the actual 5.5 mm. comes out. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense in that like, you know, there's so much, I think customization has been like the name of the game with 5e, especially like since, like especially with like Tasha's coming out, like there's been so much like, eh, take this and you can do something different with it. And uh, given right. them, I think they've found like easier ways to do like quick fixes of certain things. Like, like a lot of the ranger abilities got a lot better with Tasha's um, mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah. that. And so I feel like they're doing, they're kind of like, okay, we can ma like making things more customizable is generally the way that people seem to want to go. And like, there is a heck of a lot of like monsters that you should a hundred percent be able to play as. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and there should be base yeah. rules for you to be able to play as them. Because it's just like, why wouldn't you be able to... Like, these are sentient creatures. They And if we're going into the whole, like... And I think Wizards is admitting, like, the whole... Yeah, we're not really going to do the whole, this race is just evil now. So, like, <laughs> yeah. there realistically is no reason you can't play as a mind flayer as your like race doesn't mean you get all of those so powers cool. but like you might have a tentacled face you might have some mind abilities you know there's like because they are just sent sentient people do you know what i mean like right. there's i mean obviously that you couldn't play them as their form it would be what well, that'd be wild uh, to, to have, have like level one abilities where you can do like psychic <laughs> blasts and stuff yeah i'd like to um, play as a beholder yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, think, I think there was a ua for that actually at one point that's where what you i mean play like, i think you should uh, be able to it'd be so much fun yeah. like no, i'd love serious. to play as a beholder <laughs> Like, but maybe you have a hand on one of your eye stalks just so you can still wield a sword or something. That'd be great fun. <laughs> that would be... Or maybe maybe so that's the trade-off, is that you can't... It doesn't work with most... Like, it's difficult to make it work with most martial classes. Or you, you could have all these spectral weapons, I guess. Like, you could, right, you know, yeah. like have a floating mm. sword. Or, or you hold it with your mouth. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but so maybe you have advantage on... are really long and they just wrap around it. I like that. Yeah. Or like, and you have advantage on perception checks because you have so many eyes. Yeah, you definitely mm -hmm. couldn't get surprised. I feel like a yeah, alert should be like a, a thing that you should just have because the idea that someone could sneak up on you is maybe you can only sneak up on a beholder from below. Maybe that's the trick. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm really looking forward to some of that stuff. I, Anna and I, I think we discussed, I think on our first episode of Raw Order, how um, uh, uh, when the Wizards announced, uh, Tasha's came out with like the alternate rules for race and it was like half a page in time. And I was like expecting like a whole chapter on like, right. here's all the stuff. And it was just like, oh, they're like, you don't have to follow the rules if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was just like, okay. I'm hoping they far, far expand on that. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And yeah. also, I think there are some classes, like you mentioned, Jasper, like the Ranger. Um, uh, and in my opinion, two sorcerers, I think, are kind of limited just in, mm. in some of their base abilities. I would yeah. love to see them just be tweaked even more and just given like a little bit more balance and also some of the subclasses like we talked about fighters last week on on our, our raw school episode and um like there's some of the fighter subclasses where it's like you get one thing at third level and it's like you can you can heal someone five points right. and then you look at like Wait, the, is it like champion or something yeah or like uh, the very first the basic one yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you're like this is really boring yeah. and then there's like you look at like the the psi warrior that's like you can do a million things yeah it's like yeah. it's so funny it's so funny the idea of having two rangers where one of them plays as like a beast master or whatever it is and the other one plays as a gloom stalker like i would be physically depressed if i was playing as the yeah. beast master like because you look over at the gloom stalker it's like oh by the way i'm like I get I, I can do double damage in my first round I can't be surprised like, I'm, I'm invisible in like darkness it's just like what the hell it's like they yeah. literally went oh rangers are terrible let's make all of let's put all of our eggs in the gloom stalker <laughs> into one basket <laughs> you know yeah. um, I'd like to see monks get uh, yeah. buffed a little bit and yeah. get more versatile uh, mm -hmm. I, I really I think that they leaned like I get that they're they're the monk class is kind of drawing from like martial arts movies, like Asian martial arts movies, but I really feel like they're leaving a lot on the table in terms of like different kinds yeah. of unarmed combat because that seems to be the focus the primary focus of the class or is like lightly armed combat they should have like uh, the maneuvers like I think like you know how like the is it the um the battle, oh, battle, master. Master. battle master yeah like they should have like you know like to change their stance like go southpaw or do you know what I mean? like stuff like that like kind of get like because there yeah. are some that are like more defensive more offensive um and mm -hmm. I, I agree with you Jeremy completely because I do feel like yeah monks are one of those things like was like oh well you're gonna use stunning strike 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's, also way too right. tied to key points. Way too mm, tied yeah, to key yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorcerers get out. sorcery points, but it's not like they only rely on their sorcery right. points mm. to do cool things. Mm. Right. Monks, almost all of their good combat abilities are based around key points. Once they should out, get more stuff true. for free. It's... Yeah. It's game over. What's your yeah. key points? I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll run the, Oh, sorry. I can, I, can, I, can I jump in with something really quickly? This is exciting to me. Yeah. I was just creating with a friend of mine because we were, she's her, she's playing a monk who's like her background is like a bare knuckle boxer and like, like Victorian London era type fighting rings. Uh, and I was like, I feel like the existing monk does not like the oh, way of the open hand kind of, but it's not bare knuckle boxing. That's like, right. it's more like Bruce Lee. Mm. It's not, it's not like standing there just punching it out with somebody and so we were coming up with like look the monks should have the ability to parry potentially like as a reaction mm -hmm. uh we had uh one of the ones was oh you could uh, one of the abilities i came up with is bob and weave where as a bonus action you can take the dodge action which is on the one hand really good but on the other hand that means you sacrifice your attacks so you basically have mm. to choose do you Offensive sacrifice your uh, yeah, yeah right. exactly uh i was like they their damage dice should get boosted because I feel like if you're, especially if you're yeah. that kind of a fighter, you should be maybe doing D6s a little sooner and D, D8s a little sooner. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, a lot of different things like that. That I think the, that, that class in particular, and some of its subclasses are the, the, the way of the yeah. four ele oh. elements and stuff. The four elephants? They should not be. So yeah, the way of the four elephants, Monk, is easily one of the most disappointing. It's just Elmo or whatever, isn't it? Like, Most of the elephants don't even show up. You, you yeah. have to spend key points to get all yeah. four elephants. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like, and, their, and their ability I effects don't last until if your key point is done. Yeah, then exactly. As soon as they're dispelled, web. all the water they sprayed yeah. evaporates. Unless you're near a watering hole, in which case you get advantage on concentration checks to keep the elephants, there you right? Go. Right, yeah. yeah. Right. I think, yeah. okay, I think you're coming up with an amazing subclass, quite frankly. <laughs> and I <laughs> Wanting to make way of the four elephants, by the way. <laughs> Where you just turn you your just... fists into yeah. uh, elephant feet and you do yeah. a d10 of damage because they're, they're huge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that would be actually kind of awesome. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but I think monks have like this weird trajectory where they start off kind of weak, and then like after fifth level when they get stunning strike, mm. like fifth to tenth level, they're actually really Broken. strong. Yeah. And then beyond tenth level, it's like they kind of plateau where just other plateau, classes yeah. kind of excel. Mm -hmm. But, I think yeah. that's I think that's kind of true of a lot of uh, classes because I think especially when you run that like because I think most people tend to run a like mid level campaign right it's like that mm -hmm. five to I'd say like twelve maybe I don't know mm. too many campaigns that get into like fifteen sixteen um, I do think that like it's quite a hard thing to balance just because yeah the classes are really geared up some of them are really effective at low level like like i think rogues like slap at low level like they've got good damage output stuff like disengage at lower level like all really really good um mm. they, they get smacked a bit when they get to mid level <laughs> like you know <laughs> but i think that it, it it's quite a difficult challenge as a dm to then like okay how do we how do you uh, how do you balance that out because sometimes you players don't really get a lot to do <laughs> You know, right. uh, and the monks just in there stunning everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bane of my existence as a DM. Oh, but... I really hate it, man. I really love it as a player. Really love hate it. it. Like, yeah. I actually, I remember right at the beginning of Three Like Half Legs, I had a thing which was like hashtag ban the monk because it just yeah. did my head in every single bad guy. Uh, I stun him and I would fail the saves every was, time. It was so much. As the monk in question, it was so much fun. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. It's it so very much. entertaining. That's why you give every creature legendary resistances. You give them all immunity to stunning. Like, but you know what yeah. the thing is? I just, it just, it would have felt so cheap because Jeremy would be like, really, yeah. like, really. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You hearing this, Joe? <laughs> Feels listen, cheap. <laughs> listen, I give you. Enough you, you give me way powerful things. He let say. the web stick yeah. around, okay? I let the You're web. right. That's You're true. right. <laughs> I think it also helps if you have a dish. If the if the bad guy has a bunch of minions, yeah. You so need you can minions. try and keep the bad yeah. guy locked down. But if there's six other people getting in the party's face, Absolutely. there's only so much attention they can pay to the the big bad. Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brennan was, I was just watching uh, Adventuring Party for the Seven, the most recent episode last night, and Brennan was like, anytime you think your encounter 
is hard. Newsflash, it's not. Make yeah. it harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, absolutely, The yes. amount of times, yes. uh, this is something I've done so many times where I've planned, like, I usually try to, like, plan it in, like, stages. So, like, okay, round two, X will jump in. If we get to round five, X will jump in. You know, just to kind of keep it, like, feeling fun and flavorful because otherwise you can kind of get into just a bit of, like, a math game, which isn't so right. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and the amount of times I've got to, like, round four, half the party are down. You know, we're looking sketchy and I'm like, oh, man. And I've got like a bunch of things about to ride in out of nowhere. Like I feel, and then I don't put it in. Next round, they just whomp the bad guy. One hundred. And I'm like, oh, I should have just left it. Healed like, up. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's so fine. So like, yeah, I completely agree. It's like always stick to your guns and like never nerf anything, unless 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 the only thing I would say is there was one time where I do think I may have taken it too far. The dragon encounter on the ship, Jeremy, I really thought I was going to kill everyone on that one. That was... <laughs> but that was a great fight. I didn't nerf that one, but I did put everyone on a ship. You bo- you buffed the I dragon. Buffed you the gave dragon. it the ability to teleport every single round. Yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, it was getting, hit. It was getting hit by lightning right, yeah. and then, like, reappearing. Uh, yeah, it was in other quite spots. Fun. It was quite fun. So I actually That's was in, awesome. I was actually inspired by a dragon that I found that could dive underwater and I was like, well it's effectively a similar thing. It's just yeah. a little bit more effective, so fine. <laughs> and it looks cooler. <laughs> and uh, what I, about you? And any oh, go uh, ahead. sorry, go ahead. Oh. No, I mean I was just gonna say I really like the idea of like this uh kind of a cheat sheet or like a cheat code mm. for new players especially to mm. kind of get pick up shorthand mm. and get uh like just a tight version of of the rules and how to play yeah. and kind of like a condensed version so it doesn't look as like intimidating when mm. when you start I feel to like play, even so like a even cool. like a practice char- character sheet for like a spellcaster right. you know like you jump in as yeah. a cleric you're a life domain or whatever and then they pick the spell you know you got you know you can you could obviously choose to change out the spells but like it's like yeah. you know it could even just be like hey this spell is good for here this spell is good for here this spell is good for here um exactly and then uh even in like the way it just describes the spell because i think sometimes like when you read the spells it's like okay there's something uh yeah. what, uh okay i think i can do a thing here maybe i kind of <laughs> want them to just like add a line underneath yeah for, like just to say saving throw or like whatever mm. because then when i have to read the body of the spell and i'm like trying to hurry i'm like oh god i do I, actually to I, don't know. <laughs> I, I think this like this is a, a good point and they're like i think accessibility is probably like the one of the biggest things mm-hmm. for me and that includes like the kind of cultures and everything that it touches on like just to have more variation so that people feel like oh cool like that looks like me i want to play or or like, oh, I feel like I can read this without getting too intimidated. Or, right. you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a whole host of things that they could do just to make the game feel like, oh, I can just pick this up and play, you know? Yeah. I think that would be, mm. that'd be super fun. So, I yeah. think one major difference that we're going to see as well is they're going to keep trying to move towards making uh, combat light or almost no combat games yeah, yeah, that's, much more yeah. possible. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying before. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I personally don't really like playing that way. I no. like having some combat mm, here and there, sure. but there's a lot of people who don't enjoy the combat as much and would prefer either combat light or like no combat. And you find other ways to, mm. uh, to resolve situations. And I think that we're going to see them continue because I have uh, the, the wizarding school one that they released, right? Aren't there a lot of non-combat options for that? I haven't actually looked into it. Oh, the I think it was Fitzpans, uh, Fitzpawn School or something Strix- like that. Strixhaven. 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 Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think it was in Wild Beyond the Witchlight. They they added in a bunch of uh, optional non-combat uh, uh, things. So effectively, you could have like a non-combat campaign if you wanted, which would be kind of cool. But mm-hmm. yeah. I yeah. think we'll see that expanded a lot more. Yeah, I yeah. think I think so as well. Um, yeah, because like I said, I th- there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that I know would happily play it, but as soon as we get into combat, people are like, oh, "I'm kind of like less interested." And to be honest, yeah. like I would enjoy them just coming up with ways that you could just zip through combat a little bit quicker. Not to say that I think it's right. slow, but like I think there's some days where my party's really up for like a long old big sluggy combat and other days where I can feel everyone's drifting a little bit you know Mm. and it'd be like okay I'd like some non-cheap ways rather than just being like "Ah, okay I'll just knock 50 points off the bad guy and we'll get over (laughs) it do you know what I mean
mean? Because that feels kind of rubbish. Uh, and also like, just round like, two, and it's dead. Or like what? Deus Ex Eagle comes in and just takes the bad guy and flies off with him or something. Yeah. Like it Rocks would be fall, bad guys die. Yeah, exactly. Like it would be fun if there's like a sort of set of rules where I can be like, okay, I can maybe like zip this combat up a little bit quicker. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like written in the rules, so therefore my players don't feel like they get shortchanged in that mm. like uh, they don't suddenly be like, oh. Like, how's it doing that much damage? Or how might, you know, like, if there was some sort of momentary buff or Mechanism. some, you know, thing yeah. that, that that could happen that would just increase everyone's damage output and let's see what right. happens. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. stuff like that would be would be useful. Uh, more tools for the DM. Always more tools for the DM. <laughs> uh, well, literally, awesome. I, we could keep you guys here all day. <laughs> I and I kind of want to. But out of respect for your time, um, we the court shall adjourn. But... Thank you guys so much. Thank Is there anything so you want to plug? Obviously, Three Black Halflings, but... Uh, Go for yeah. it. I mean, yeah, just Three Black yeah, Halflings. And we'll tag you, of course. Uh, yes. 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 Yeah, I guess if, you, if we should say what the show is if they haven't listened to it. Yeah. We're, we're, What's the show, we're a D&D podcast. Yeah, we're a D&D podcast. Uh, kind of like a, a hybrid of a talk show and actual play. We have a lot of to- uh, talk show episodes where we'll discuss diversity in Dungeons and & Dragons and in geek stuff in general. We do interviews. Uh, we'll just talk about geek stuff that we like in general. We give DM tips, player tips, all kinds of stuff like that and then we have uh, actual play seasons that we do and actual play mini shows and stuff uh right now we're doing outlaws and obelisks which is a an adventure uh, fifth, uh dungeons and dragons fifth edition ad- adventure in a post-apocalyptic north africa inspired western setting uh it's a lot of fun and, and if you're looking for if you're looking for some hard combats uh just oh, wait yes. there's a couple, there's a couple of some very hard <laughs> oh, combats coming man. up there is two in so, particular that you have coming yeah. up and it is like <laughs> I cannot I'm so wait. Excited. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go. Oh, and you can follow us on all the social medias at TB Halflings on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I think it's just Three Black Halflings. And if you like what we do, you can. We have a Patreon. You can go check that out. Which is Patreon.com/slash/TBHalflings. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so so Thank much. Thank you for having us. This has been fun. Of and the merch. Course. Also merch. Yes. Merch. Also the merch. Throw the merch also out there. Merch. All right. Well. Court is adjourned. Yay. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Halloween soon, Anna.